High C Orange is back at McDonald's this summer. <laughs> that is that's the greatest that's news I've ever I aside from Mario Golf coming to the Switch. Mario, yeah. This honestly this summer is just gonna be filled with Mario Golf, Jack in the Box tacos, and high C orange from McDonald's. Like and I know I can get the high C orange from Jack in the Box when I get the tacos, but I'm gonna take make two stops and I'm going to Jack in the Box for the tacos and I'm going to McDonald's for the or the high C orange for the culture. Episode five, the unpopular opinion show. We're already on five. That's crazy, dude. It, it flies by, doesn't it? Listen, the first couple episodes, I was trying just trying to get it into my routine to do this show every week. And then since we had that two week break, I was honestly just sitting here like, what do I do with my life? Like, where's my hour <laughs> of podcast and my seven hours of editing video and uploading it places? <laughs> <laughs> oh man well you know work uh work through me a curveball but it's yeah, okay we're, we're, we're back. back like we never left in the first wale ovechkin the best on the earth yo we gotta check out wale slept on honestly Wale's one of the one of the <laughs> top top rappers of uh our generation that uh that tape he did the one More that about had, nothing. Uh, Maybe more about nothings were like his greatest work. There was one he did. I forget who was on the song with him, but I used to listen to it all the time. Yeah, no, Wale's underrated. Super underrated. People call him corny, but I mean, who isn't corny if you want them to be? Dude, whatever. Yeah. Who cares? People's, people's opinions other than ours don't really matter, to be honest. Yeah. That's facts. I know that's unpopular I mean, to say, but you know, it's, it's really just the. <laughs> And that's that's the name of the that's why that's why the name of the show is why it is. <laughs> so uh, with that two week break, we have had plenty of NBA news in these last two weeks. Uh, but we're gonna start off with uh, some NFL just to like push that out of the way real quick. Carson Wentz got traded, like uh, we thought, to Indy. Yeah, I think I think we, we did. called that, didn't we? Well, uh, you know, we got a little Miss Cleo in us. God, that was so obvious. The, right? I felt that was the only who's like, gonna take him. It's just, yeah, <laughs> right? like, like the Bears thing made no sense to me because that is like the ultimate. Uh, like the Bears never have good quarterbacks. Like well, it doesn't happen. So like he would totally tank there, and then Nagy and Pace would get fired, and it just wouldn't matter. But like the Colts were the only place that ever made any sense yeah, for him. They, I mean. Frank Reich is probably the only person in the NFL right now that like truly believes in him to give him the shot that he needs, you know? Yeah. Well, and like the Colts are the only team that have the setup yeah, possible to be I successful. Think, for him to succeed. Yeah, they... I mean, I, I don't want to say that they're favorites right now, but like if Wentz looks even passable, I think in week one, then I think you kind of have to, just given the talent around mm-hmm. that team. Um, but also, like, I, I do want to say that 
uh, Carson Wentz graded out as like the worst quarterback in football last year. So there's a lot of like, there's a lot of like hoping and wishing, I think, on the part of the Colts here. But you got to, yeah, I mean, you got Frank Reich. You got to, you got to hope that he can fix it. I mean, his best seasons were under him. So clearly, you know, Frank's got a, you know, he's got, he's got the code to make Wentz do some things, but we'll see if he can still do them, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, and maybe the trade is like something that gets him to remember that you actually have to try. (laughs) Yeah. The NFL. But I, I don't know. I feel like the book on, um, his career is going to be very interesting. Yeah, I mean, we pretty much know who someone is after the first few seasons. Give it give it three or four seasons, yeah. you know. A quarterback usually doesn't change their stripes unless they were in an incredibly terrible situation like a Ryan no. Tannehill it, or injuries. Yeah, exactly. When it, you know. Which is why I think Sam Darnold is such an obvious candidate to like actually be good again or be good yeah. because who who hasn't left Adam Gase and gotten better <laughs> at least at quarterback? Like uh, it's, it's pretty obvious. And I actually, while you mentioned there, like how we know what a player is after three or four years. Um, one thing that really grinds my gears, especially when you're talking about sports with people on the internet is when someone who is not a fan of, or clearly doesn't understand fully part of what you're talking about. Like you're a Titans fan. I would obviously ask you if I had a question about the Titans because I would think that you would know more. But uh, when, like, someone that declares themselves, like, a Packers fan or a Giants fan goes on God's internet and says Jared Goff is underrated because of this, this, and this, like, that's not true, man. Like, I don't know. Uh, I had someone tell me that Jared Goff is, like, a top 10 to 15 quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Okay. And they're like, they like were a Giants fan or something like that. And I'm just like, no, like you can't even, you can't even watch the box score and tell me that that's true. I I just, I hate this thing where people who very clearly do not actually watch the games tell you what you're supposed to be seeing on the field. Like, cause I don't know how you could even watch the game and tell me that Jared Goff is like a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Like, it's just not possible. So, uh, I don't know. I try to uh, I try to watch the games before I make my uh, make any statements. But, uh, yeah, I'm tired of box score watchers, man. <laughs> I mean, you off. usually want to have a, a, a general education on what you're talking about before you start talking about it. So, you know, at least watching maybe one Rams. You could honestly probably have watched a half of a Rams game and understood that Jared Goff was the problem. You didn't no, need to watch the not, whole game. <laughs> it's 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 insane to me. I don't know. And like to to not understand that Sean McVay simplified that offense like multiple times and Jared Goff still turned the ball over like it was uh hotcakes or something like that. I don't know, man. I I don't know what they're seeing that I'm not seeing. They're not seeing, seeing but, anything. They're just uh, they're just saying things <laughs> to say it. That's really what it comes down to. <laughs> insane. I do think like part of it too is like I I can almost guarantee you that Matt Stafford is going to be come into come into LA as like the overrated guy and Jared Goff is going to go to Detroit and people are going to be like oh he's very underrated because nobody likes that the NFL is in Los mm-hmm. Angeles now. 
so that'll be a that'll be a fun thing to look yeah. out for. Um, that yeah, that's why I kind of stay away from Reddit, and I when it comes to sports talk, I mean, it's already hard enough to be on Facebook or Instagram and listen to people's opinions on some of these topics. Like you can clearly tell they've never watched a game, and they just like read some random other person's comment that also didn't watch the game <laughs> and then they just go off of that or they have this uh social media is not uh no not the but that's best. why we're here we're here to give people that that real deal you know that 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 opinion that's you know based on uh a little bit of education on the topic you feel me you know that's right you know, that's actually, right you know we gotta we actually watch sports <laughs> and uh don't bo- base it off box scores yeah. you know it's <laughs> I don't know. Yep. It's pretty simple. Speaking of uh, speaking of watching sports, let's uh, let's jump into the NBA, which is something I've totally <laughs> been watching. I've been watching. I mean, it kind of sucks. It kind of sucks that the season ended once Anthony Davis had to miss some games, <laughs> but you know that's, that's just how it goes, hey, man. Look, um, well, let's start off. Well, if we're gonna start off with the NBA, let's start off with the 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 biggest story, I guess, is the super hot Utah Jazz. They're number one in the West, number one overall in the NBA. They look really good. They really do. But uh, do you think that they are a legitimate title contender? Uh, see, this is where this is where my thinking in the NBA is kind of different. Um, the Jazz are really good, obviously. They also remind me a lot of the the uh, the Bucks from okay. last year. Um, so yeah, they're a title contender, but I just don't think they're going to be there, when push comes to shove. Um, I don't know why, but there's just something about it. I I I don't buy into them winning an NBA title, but you know, crazy things happen. I just think. Uh, I, again, I think it's it's the two LA teams, right? Like, it's it's the Lakers or the Clippers out west. Um, as we've said multiple times, like it's so hard to buy into anything that happens in the regular season. Um, especially right now, I think I think what's going on with the Lakers right now is that the short off season, you know, the month and a half that they had off, is starting to well, catch to up everyone to the team. But LeBron James. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's, I think that's what's going on with the Lakers, but I mean, yeah, like the jazz are, the jazz are for sure title contenders. I just don't think that when push comes to shove, I don't think that Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert is a better duo than LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And it's just, I mean, that's just, uh, that's the unfortunate truth here is like people, people kind of forget that in the NBA playoffs, you're only as good as like your top two players. And the Lakers just have the best duo in basketball. Well, so I mean, as rough as it's been right now, like I'd still take them. But also, like Utah shoots well enough from three that I mean they can change the game like that. So it's it's just it's so hard. And I mean, I saw the second half schedules came out. I only really looked at the Lakers, um, who have eight back to backs in the second half, and I think they had like nine of nine all of last year. So that's that's pretty geez. cool. Um, so like you know, it's just uh, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I uh, listen. We've I feel like we've seen 
there 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 have been situations there there have been teams in the past uh, most recently the the 2010 Mavericks or 20 yeah the 2010 yeah. 2011 Mavericks uh they you know they shot the ball really well during the playoffs uh they took out the Lakers they obviously ended up taking out the Miami Heat who were of course wait it's it's so funny to me that like everyone looks at that series as like a, a detriment to LeBron's legacy, but they never mentioned that the 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 Mavericks swept the defending champion Lakers. Yeah, they were a good team. Like, I mean, it doesn't take it, it doesn't take anything did. away from. I, I personally am one of those people who will give that blemish to LeBron. There, there's two blemishes in LeBron's finals record to me. Um, that one. The the loss to the Mavericks, because let's be honest, like LeBron James is great and he'd shown us before that he was great. You know, before that point, he, he should have got hit it together and they as a team should have got together and they should have beat those Mavericks regardless. You know, we were they were up yeah. what, up two one on them? And uh two one. Because I and I and think they, they were, won game three and that was kind of like, they were oh. up by like 20 points or something in game four and just let it go. And then that was the end of the series, basically. So um, that one I, I kind of put on him. And also the other one is the, well, that's really it, I guess, when I really look at it. That's about it. I think, yeah, that's, I I think, I don't know. It. I get, yeah, yeah they should have won that series. But, like, the way people talk about it, you'd think that he lost to, like, the 99 Knicks. <laughs> And it's just like the like the yeah Mavericks they weren't a were bad. Really it good. doesn't take anything away like, from the Mavericks. It, it like just, they were it amazing. It just always seems to get lost that that Mavericks team was just a buzzsaw in the playoffs. Like they beat yeah. everybody. You could there's just nothing anybody was going to do to stop well, them. Well, you know the Jazz could do something like that. The way that they play, they have great ball movement. Like they have crazy ball movement, three pointers. They are shooting lights out from three, and they have great defense. That's if they catch fire in the playoffs and some things happen, who knows? But to be honest, I don't think that they can beat the Lakers or the Clippers. You know, it's not a, like you said, most of the time it's your top two to three players that dictate who's going to win a series in the NBA. And, you know, those two teams that we mentioned have the two better players when they're matched up against the Jazz. And on top yeah. of that, um, I was talking to somebody about this, and they brought up a pretty good point. Uh, the Jazz, I don't know how they're going to work in the playoffs with their two main guards being six feet tall. Like, they're little. Yeah. Like, Conley and Mitchell, they're, they're going to get abused by Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Uh, even against the Lakers, they're going to be able to match up with them and... It's you know that's we're we're gonna we're gonna see what happens, but that's why I don't think they're gonna end up. You know, winning a championship. Can they get to the Western yeah, Conference no, Finals? I, Can they upset one of those two teams? Sure, it could yeah, happen. That's, that's but I I honestly see either a Western Conference Finals or a second round exit for the Jazz. They they have to hope that like the Lakers tumble, and they can avoid playing one of those like they need the lakers and the clippers to play each other before they would have right. to play the jazz like that's that's the bottom line i think for them right but also like i you know who knows shit happens it's crazy 
Um, I, I'm not judging the Lakers for anything. Like, I, I don't care. I just need, they just need to be healthy going into the playoffs. Um, and it's the same thing for the Clippers. Like, I don't care about their record right now because I know, like, no, they're not built to win in the regular season. Like, that doesn't matter to either right. of these teams. Especially um, the Lakers. And I think that's, yeah, like, they, it, it doesn't matter. Um, but for the Jazz, like, you know, it, it does it does matter a bit to the Jazz. And so we'll see. But, it, you know, that's, <laughs> I think that's the thing when it comes to a lot of this stuff. Like, yeah. we'll see. We know, we know, especially like with the shortened NBA season, like personally, because of the short break for the Lakers, I really don't care about this regular season. Like I, there's nothing that can really get me to watch the, this, this like game to game basis, especially with the way like Anthony Davis is injured and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, they don't like have, just... uh, they haven't had Anthony Davis because of the, uh, the sore. Yeah, Achilles. I think they ended up calling it a calf injury, actually. Yeah, it's like a calf. It's like a sore calf. I mean, let's. I I couldn't believe that he didn't tear his Achilles in the NBA Finals. That was. Uh, I thought for sure he did. I'm glad he did. Yeah, they're. I I wouldn't be shocked if this is some kind of like extension. Out of the of abundance of caution, week. you know, they're they're not yeah, gonna play him yeah. for these next three weeks at all. And I I mean I wouldn't be surprised if they no to. decided to extend that maybe a week or so i wouldn't i wouldn't freak out about that either i think it would mostly depend on where the team is at at that moment it's it's the same thing with the nets too like i forget who was i forget who made the point but like it's almost kind of a blessing in disguise for the nets that kd is out because this is ample time for like harden and Kyrie to establish their chemistry Mm. And KD is about the most plug-and-play guy you oh, yeah. could have. It doesn't matter like, who's out there on the floor. It doesn't matter. Throw KD out no. there, and he's going to make it. He's going to do the exact yeah. same thing um, on every team. Which, honestly, like, if you asked me today to pick who would win the NBA Finals, I would not hesitate to say they could. that. They Like, they, they're, I think, I mean, personally, like, I think defense matters a lot less in the NBA than people think it does. Um. Like, obviously, having a kind of anchor like Anthony Davis is important. But even then, you only have, you know, Anthony Davis is such a good defensive player just because of how good he is offensively, and he doesn't really sacrifice anything on the Mm -hmm. defensive end. But, like, that's one of the reasons why I kind of struggle to pick the Jazz to win is because I don't don't think Rudy Gobert is as good as people think he is. Like, he's just, he's a non-factor on a certain point. Like, he's really not that good offensively, and his defense doesn't make up enough for it. Because in the NBA right now, you have to at least score, like, 110 mm-hmm. points a game. Like, that's just that's just how it is. So, like, the Nets are so good offensively that if they're giving up, like, 115, 120, it really doesn't matter because they're going to score, like, 125, 130 every single night. Um. So, yeah, I, I mean, they're I, the Nets, I mean, that's a... I, I'm glad they've kind of turned it around. I was I was pretty certain that uh, poor Steve Nash was going to get fired. <laughs> well, I mean, we've seen every single iteration of a big three struggle out of the gate almost. So it didn't really surprise yeah. me that they look bad. There was plenty of people over the internet and on TV talking about how terrible the Nets look and how it better be championship or bust for them. Like, dude, there's there's no other yeah. reason James Harden went there. There's no other reason that Durant paired up with Irving. And there's no other reason Irving and Durant wanted James Harden. They're trying to win a championship. That's yeah. stupid as hell. So, like, they're, 
they're gonna struggle in the beginning. They're gonna figure out their roles, you know, and it's just yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of people needing to make something to talk about in the NBA. Um, but yeah, like results right now, I, there's nothing to talk about with the results of games right now. Like none yeah, of it matters. I mean, matters. there's, I think there's, there's something you can take from them for sure. Like the regular season doesn't completely not matter. You can definitely get a lot out of it, but I do feel, I, I see where you're coming from where, especially because of how quickly the season turned around and started you, some of these records, some of these teams, they got off to the starts that they did because of like how quickly the season started off. It kind of feels like, yeah, like, like the, it's like part of the season kind of didn't matter in a way. Like, like for example, Miami no, like, was terrible. The heat, we yeah, didn't, the, the heat are not a 14. Yeah. Didn't pl- I mean, we've the, the heat have played poorly, even with the return of some of their star players and just the team in general. But I mean, let's be honest, if they had started the entire squad at the beginning of the season, they wouldn't be 14 and 17, you know? They we might have no. 10 losses or 12 losses, but definitely not, you know, 14 and 17. So Yeah. You know, it's a it's hard to judge it, I guess. You know, same with the like the Lakers. Uh Anthony yeah, Davis, it's... let's be real. Anthony Davis hasn't been playing at Anthony Davis level, and that's because the season had to turn around so quickly and he got hurt in the finals. So Yeah. You know. It's it I mean, it's almost ha, can we like Adam Silver is very quickly burning all the goodwill that he earned for the, the Donald Sterling stuff. Because this like after the bubble, like it has just been a comedy of errors for him. My, like the quick turnaround is the quick turnaround sucks. I, I don't blame him for that though. And then, I, I don't blame him for that because I don't know what else you could have possibly done in that situation. And for I most of the teams, they had an adequate break, some more than necessary break. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's unfortunate for the I Lakers, think, uh, the Heat. And, you know, those top four teams, the Nuggets and. I think maybe you maybe you start the season for those teams that weren't in the bubble and you start them a couple couple months or a couple weeks earlier and then you bring the other teams that, along. But then do you have to stack their or, games? Or I mean, like, maybe you don't hold an all-star yeah, game that, this year. That definitely. You give everybody like two weeks off in the middle yeah, of the season. Yeah, that's probably the biggest blemish to me on Adam Silver right now. Like, why? Why are we having an All Star game? You it's pointless. Didn't throw the All Star uh, game for the reasons of COVID, and then now you're throwing it, and it's clearly for money. Like, <laughs> there's nothing else to it but the fact that they they just want that extra TV money. Yeah, no, I it's it's ridiculous. I I wholeheartedly disagree with it. Um, and I think part of it, too, that a lot of people don't really want to acknowledge is, like, I think a lot of these guys miss playing in front of fans. Um, like, I know for sure, like, LeBron definitely does. But it's it's a different beast, like, night in and night out where you're, like, playing in an empty arena. So, I mean, that's nothing really Adam Silver can do about it, but... I think that I think once fans start to come back in, it's a lot more likely that we'll see uh, 
see these this energy rise for guys. Yeah. Speaking of uh, all stars, did you feel like there were any snubs? Uh, now that Devin Booker is in there, not really. No, Anthony Davis. Okay. Anthony Davis. Yeah. Um, Booker Booker was a big left out, but I mean, I think it was obvious that he was going to take. AD spot yeah, anyway. I mean, he should have been there over Paul George. I mean, Paul George over uh, Chris Paul. But I, yeah, you know, the, the seniority, the fact that he is a big reason for why the Suns are, you know, turned it around. He may not have the, the numbers Booker does, but, you know, he obviously does it in intangible ways. Uh, yeah. But I mean, Booker, if you're really, if you're really looking at it, Booker should have been the Suns' representative from the start. Yeah, but other than that, I think it's pretty. I think it's well. I think the East today, the East was where the biggest snubs were. Who made the Who made the team in the East? Well, first off, Nikolai Vucevic made it over Sabonis, and I have like no idea why. (laughs) Well, that's uh. Look, man, uh, Vucevic is from Los Angeles, or he's you know he went to USC, so we have no uh, no qualms <laughs> with that. That's Listen, fine. here's my thing: Sabonis, they're literally like one point off from each other in almost all statistics, and Sabonis's team <laughs> is like eight spots higher than the Magic. So, <laughs> by the most other standards that they select all stars, why if it's that close, you would pick the player who's on a winning team. So why yeah. like why is Sabonis left out? Also, I think Trey Young was and another I mean, one. Like why is Ben Simmons in there? I know they always usually have at least two people representing whoever's leading in the conference, but come on, man! Like, yeah. I think uh, I think Trey Young kind of hurt himself with his like antics to start like the, the free, year, like the um, the the stupid uh, flopping that he whatever. does. Whatever, friggin' James Harden made his but, entire career off of that. No, I know, I I I don't wholly agree with it, but I think that probably hurt him when it comes down to like coaches and other players voting. Um, I think Tobias Harris is a bit of a snub. If you're gonna pick somebody from I the Sixers he, other than Joel Embiid, yeah. Yeah, I think I think Harris is a bit of a snub. Um, other than that, though, I mean, I really have no issues with these teams. They seem pretty, pretty. Uh, I mean, there were some people who were left off do. that you know. I don't. I, I I think sometimes people don't like if you're just left off. They think that that just means you're a snub. I I think a snub is more somebody who who definitely deserve to be there over someone that you can name you can name someone and say yeah they should have been there over this person but there are plenty of people who like demar Derozan. he's got the spurs playing great and he's playing wonderfully but can you put him over the names that are that are in there no you can't yeah, like, so no, does it suck no, no, no. that he didn't make it in of course it does but that's not a snub that's just the field is is it's stacked there's too much there's, there's, there's a, lot a lot of good, of good players, players like and he would have needed and that's you know that he would have probably needed to be a top three team for him to have slid in there over somebody else yeah that's it's just the unfortunate uh 
an unfortunate situation. Yeah. But you know, shouts out to Julius Randle, one of the old baby Lakers, That's right. That's making right. it into the All Star team. I feel like I've seen more like Laker fans excited for Julius Randle making the All Star game than I'm actual su- Knicks fans. <laughs> I'm surprised oh. some of the Laker fans knew where Julius Randle was. Wow, yeah. that's a low blow. Probably true, <laughs> but. I mean, I've lived in Los Angeles long enough to understand the fan base. Eh. That's just, yeah, no, there's just so many of us. It's unfortunate. <laughs> Angelinos, Angelinos I mean, are a different breed. Listen, there's a lot of sports going on in Los Angeles, especially now that we have football again. Who can blame somebody for, you know, yeah. not paying full attention to all the and sports? Not, uh, not being all all yeah. on up and up, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's Los Angeles. Not only do we have 70 different sports teams, but... And if, yeah, and if the teams are bad, it's just like everybody goes exactly. to the beach anyway, so... You know, it's, you, got the, you got the Los Angeles life. I mean, not so much now because of COVID, <laughs> but normally, yes. <laughs> <laughs> God, I, I'm so... Not to, uh, not to get too political here, but... Uh... I'm so glad that it seems that Los Angeles has beaten COVID by being so bad <laughs> at it that we've just gotten enough people infected where we have like some form of her- yeah, herd immunity. Enough people God, got infected so or lost their lives. And now it's like, well, the numbers are going down. It's like, well, we, yeah, right. You know, <laughs> uh, I just, I want nothing more than to go to a baseball game again. If I could just please go to one baseball game this year and like one concert, I'll be fine. Yeah, going to a a sporting event would be great. I I mean, and honestly, like if New York is allowing fans into uh, MSG, then there is zero reason for us to not open I mean, Staples Center. At this, I'm sorry, I I just at at this point, just how I I'll feel. take just going to the movies or eating inside of a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't mind the uh, I don't mind the idea of like patio seating, like I I don't I I don't think you've been to Montrose since this all happened, nice? but like, yeah, like the entire street is just like restaurant seating now, so like you kind of park above uh, Honolulu, and you're just all of Honolulu is like chair tables and chairs, and it's actually well, pretty brother, good. In the high um, desert, there's wind, and relentless wind. <laughs> Can't and relentless weather <laughs> in general you know oh, if you're man. if you're sitting at 60 yeah, no, we're sitting at 55 if you know it's that's, uh that's tough, with man. a wind chill factor <laughs> with like 12 mile per hour wind so yeah outside sitting outside at denny's uh, in their tent isn't fun work. it's not fun at all i don't i don't know i need to be able to go inside and eat that's all i want at this point i'm so tired of all the different streaming services <laughs> This pisses me off, happened? dude. So not to derail no, it. This is but, important. Uh, What's going I'm, on? I'm checking out the Paramount Plus did a thread of all the content that they're mm-hmm. getting this year. Uh, apparently, there's going to be a Halo series on Paramount okay. Plus. Uh, there's going to be a new Reno 911 movie on Paramount right. Plus. There's going to be a new Beavis and Butthead movie on Paramount Plus. This is, I, I have to get Paramount. There's going to be Wait, a new you have Real to World. Get it? I was thinking the exact opposite. Dude, for a Reno 911 movie, no. I got to. Everything you just named, I was super the gang okay from with Re- The gang from Reno 911 will return to take us on an elusive search for QAnon. <laughs> I am so I'm going all to in your house that. to watch it then. Uh, I'm not paying monthly <laughs> for that. 
Sorry. <laughs> uh, dude, we're just right we're right back to where we started. Where like I guarantee you someone's gonna come out and be like, pay us thirty five bucks a month and you get access to all these. Oh no, services. no doubt. We're like <laughs> we will rotate back to essentially cable prices like to be able to watch what you want to watch oh, it'll yeah. be right back to cable you're paying 150 dollars through just... subscriptions i mean it's already kind of like that i think if you got what if you got every subscription possible you're sitting at like 80 dollars at the moment yeah something like that it's, it's a like lot. 80 dollars to get everything but i mean and disney plus is like the only one that turns out content worth watching i mean right the now, only so... thing that could possibly well we won't go back to cable unless they smarten up and they stop allowing you to share on multiple devices with people. Once oh, once yeah, they do cable. that and they lock you into whatever devices you're on or a network of like, you know, close range closer range devices, I don't know. That's when you won't be able they, to do it. What's funny is like what they didn't learn is like um people stopped pirating music as much once Spotify and like Apple music came on the scene because it was a cheap price just to have instant music at your fingertips. Like that's what people want. Like we don't want to have to jump through a million hoops to access our content. And so uh, people will find a way to get their content without having to go through. Yeah. Like remember, remember when Netflix first was like, yeah, we're going to allow you to stream movies. And it was just like mind blowing. Now it's just like everybody has Everyone it. Everyone has crazy. it. Now the office is on Peacock. Pissed off. Yeah. Whatever. whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Office is fine. Office is fine. Yeah, I didn't really care. For, I I watched it, and I mean, obviously there are bits that are funny, but it just wasn't. Uh, you watched what, like one episode? No, I watched the whole series. And you thought it was just fine it, after it the. It didn't move. It didn't move me as much as it moves other people. I thought. I think Parks. I okay. Think, uh, anyway, I think so uh, yeah. Blake Griffin is on the trade block, Detroit. <laughs> he's not getting. Traded. I think he. I. Uh, he's he's much more likely to get some kind of weird buyout than he is to get traded. His his contract is untradeable for the player. Yeah. He is. Um. How much of it do you think his production is based on being in Detroit? Yeah, no, I think 100%. (laughs) He strikes me so much as, like, a Nicholas Batum, where, like, as soon as he gets dealt to a new team or finds a new team, like, he's going to go back to, like, not, like, he's not going to be Blake Griffin like he was back in the day. You can't jump like the Blake Griffin that he was back in the day. But he's also, like, he's adapted his game very well. Like, he's a pretty decent shooter now. Um, I would say better than decent shooter at this point, yeah. Yeah, I I think... uh, I think as soon as he finds a new home, he's gonna like turn. I think some he could heads, average twenty and ten. He could he could pull so a too, Randy yeah. Moss. <laughs> the, the right team. I I'm telling you, I would I would be super down for a front court a front court of LeBron, AD, mm. and Blake Griffin. That'd be uh that'd be something interesting I mean, we... to watch. Although <laughs> the funniest thing about Blake Griffin to me is like when Stephen A. came out and said that he would have to apologize to the Clippers if he wanted to go back. <laughs> Like, the what? Clippers would need to apologize not, to him. Yeah, he's not the one that put he's not the one that put himself on a t-shirt with like all these great black leaders and then uh got immediately traded away like yeah, a year put later. Him, put his jersey like, in the rafters to get him to yeah, sign the contract and then his. shipped him out. That was not his idea. And to Detroit. How disrespectful. 
like they didn't they didn't trade him any he didn't they didn't trade him somewhere where he was he could be successful they did that on purpose yeah no that was i i don't think i don't think that gets talked about nearly enough um the the clippers are very lucky that they're stuck in a market with the lakers because uh if they were anywhere else doing the stuff they did to get Kawhi, like the whole the whole saga that was them landing Kawhi leonard from trading trading blake griffin the way they did and treating every player like they're just an asset um and then stalking Kawhi at like every single home game for the raptors mm-hmm. and stuff like that if they were in any other market like people would not have been okay with that but because everybody is looking for someone to challenge the lakers it was all fine yeah. and dandy so the book the book on that whole saga is going to be yeah, so the 30 wild. for 30 will be cool do they even make 30 for 30 Damn. still yeah i think they just did one on al davis okay. Didn't watch because I uh, can't say I really care about <laughs> Al Davis too much. Oh man, yeah, I haven't. Uh, I haven't really been watching. You know, we were talking about cable cutting, cord cutting uh, earlier. I haven't really been watching ESPN to know that thirty for thirties are still there. Yeah, still waiting I, on the one about uh, well, I mean like like. Like like I was saying earlier, like I I don't watch sports talk or I can't watch sports talk for which two is reasons. Funny. Oh, shit. which is funny considering where I work. But I uh, can't watch sports talk for two reasons. One, I don't want it to friggin' poison my thoughts, and two, it's ridiculous. Like <laughs> it's ridiculous. They're just talking yeah. a bunch of nonsense it's, to get you to watch, and it's infuriating. Yeah. And I think that's what's so frustrating is that there are people like us that are able to tell that it's 99% entertainment and not meant to be taken seriously. But then there's a very loud and obnoxious 1% that think that these are actual they, opinions. They that take people it as hold. the word of God. Like it's the friggin' yeah, like, Bible being recited on TV. And because Stephen A said it, it must be correct. It must be right. Yeah. I If I have to see one more, like, is LeBron the GOAT? Uh, or is is Jordan the goat take? I'm gonna lose my goddamn I mean, mind. I can't what was do it. it? What, did, more, what did Stephen A. do recently that like? And I and of course I saw it since I don't watch them. I I actually saw it on like a my feed on one of the social media accounts. Um, dang, I forget. He had some silly. It was super silly. I want to say it was probably about the Nets or something. I don't know whatever it's just yeah it's just it's all just hot takes just uh for entertainment value yep um yep 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 but i mean i think uh like like we're talking about with blake griffin though too uh i think andre drummond is in a similar situation right like someone really gonna take on his contract yeah for what you're gonna get out of it andre drummond is a 20 and 15 player in the in the right situation. I, th- I, th- I think Andre yeah, Drummond just... kind of gets like dumped on. I think Andre Drummond has a poor reputation because he played in Detroit. Let's be honest. If, if Andre yeah. Drummond was on the Lakers, if he was on any bigger market team or any more glamorized team than the Detroit Pistons, somebody who was doing anything at all, the numbers that he was putting up and has been putting up would be 
you know talked about in a better light than what they are yeah like he's a very he could contribute i saw somebody talking about uh andre what andre drummond does doesn't um contribute to winning like how does defense and rebounding not contribute to winning like those (laughs) those are like those intangible like factors that that make the difference in the games i just I think he's I think he's a great player, but the teams that need him, I just don't know how they can acquire money wise him. and yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that's that's the tough part about her. And, and, and I Blake. think they know that. I um, think teams know that and strategically they're going to wait for that buyout because they know Cleveland and Detroit aren't just gonna you yeah, know, they can't just, do anything about it, so they'll just buy him out and then you can just snag him for free. God. That's an expensive buyout, man. That's uh I, I hope it happens for both of their sakes, because, I mean, Drummond Drummond on the Nets is, like, the most perfect fit. Um, I still will never understand why the Nets had to give up Jared Allen to, well, to do what they did. Well, maybe this was their plan oh. all along. They sent Jared Allen to Cleveland. Then Cleveland sees Jared Allen, yeah, and they're this. like, this is our future. We got to get rid of Drummond now. Let's buy out. Then they knew that nobody would want to trade for Drummond and he would get bought out. And then they get him on the yeah, cheap and fit him on the roster. That's big Bro, brain They're stuff, ahead yeah. of everybody right now. What's crazy <laughs> is like the, the New Jersey, the New Jersey, the Brooklyn Nets are, uh, they're on a whole different wavelength, bro. Yeah, I mean, look, I, they're exciting, man. I, I think they're a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, they need, they really need Ooh, that. You know center. who else got released was uh, Cousins. Although I heard he might not make a return yeah. to LA. I was kind of hoping uh, he would, but. Uh, he's just. Did you see like Tim Legler's quotes about him no. after he got released? Like, I think Cousins to the Lakers is one of those things that people are like, well, he was there last year, so obviously that would make a good fit. But like if again, like if you actually watched Cousins play this year, he's just not just doesn't have it anymore. Like he can't he's he's slow. He doesn't make rotations. Not gonna lie, I haven't watched Cousins and it's cause every time I finally tuned into a Rockets game, he was like hurt or just like didn't get put in. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah, I uh yeah, he's just not he's just not the player he was, and it'll break my heart forever because he was literally like a couple months away from a massive he was the best center in basketball and, when he went down and yeah it's and un- then just torn achilles just it's unfortunate gone. that the kings are the ones that got his best seasons like how crazy <laughs> is that's the that it's, is the saddest part of the entire story like i get him about to get a paycheck for how great he is and getting hurt right before it that's terrible but the fact that his <laughs> his first like what six or seven years was just completely Stuck wasted in Sacramento. in Sacramento. All the highlights we're gonna watch of Demarcus Cousins are gonna be in the Kings uniform for nothing for like a fifteen win team. Yeah, that is the saddest thing. And half the people don't know that he is the greatest. He is not the greatest. He is he was the best center of that time period. And yeah. they'll never know because yeah, he was far. just stashed away in Sacramento and there was all that, you know, BS about his attitude that let's be honest, wouldn't have mattered if he was in LA or, or Miami or my 
Boston. <laughs> one of my favorite one of my favorite things with Boogie is that uh, remember that time that Chris Paul flopped off of him. Remember that? It was like Chris Paul ran up to him and like bumped his like oh, he didn't laid he get his like a head technical. Didn't he get Boogie's a technical chest? for it too? I think yeah. so because he like laid his head on Boogie's chest and then he flew backwards <laughs> like a sniper was in the building. God. I just, I'll forever feel bad for him. He was so close to getting that massive payday and just didn't get yeah, to have that's... it. But I, I don't, he doesn't, he doesn't make sense for the Lakers. He doesn't make sense for anybody. I mean, the most intriguing name to the Lakers, and I really can't believe I'm going to say this because I don't like it at all, is probably Hassan Whiteside. I saw that today. I don't, man, listen, but... uh, I have so many feelings about Hassan Whiteside. Um, yeah, I don't like him. Now all. that is a player that doesn't do things that contribute to winning. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> it. It would be like I mean, and in fairness, and in fairness, the Lakers did get a really good season out of Dwight Howard when no one thought that Dwight Howard was ever going to be an impactful basketball yeah. player again. So maybe. Maybe like playing with LeBron and AD like gets Whiteside to stop like chasing. I mean, his I would bet. Stats, I would bet I on LeBron James and think... company turning Whiteside around in that situation. I would bet on it. If they if they announced today that Hassan Whiteside was going to the Lakers, I would bet you would see a different Whiteside like because he's on LA. That that's where my money would yeah, go. I, yeah, I just I don't know. Like I'm not that sold on it. Um, the buyout market's gonna be weird. Like, I, I don't know how big it's going to be. It could be huge. It could be tiny. Um, but I am kind of surprised that the Lakers waived mm. Quinn Cook. I thought they would keep him around as, like, a morale I mean, type Their backcourt is pretty stacked. There's not really room for him, if you think about it. No. No, he didn't, he didn't he play could, much. I mean, he couldn't. Anyways. You got uh, Schroeder, yeah. Caruso, Wesley Matthews, uh, Horton Tucker... Uh, the Lakers play big, yeah. so technically you could throw their small they forwards need, in there too. As yeah, they need Schroeder back so bad. <laughs> they really, they really have oh, been yeah, struggling. That's the worst part him. about AD being gone is not having Schroeder as well. Yeah, I think they're supposed to get him back. Yeah, it was only because of like Friday, COVID so. protocols or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, I don't know. White White side. Um, it, it could work. Um, his. His biggest flaw, like people look at his block stats, but to be honest, he's like if you actually watch games, if somebody is one on one on Whiteside, they're gonna score a thousand percent of the time. He is yeah, only he, good on help defense. That's it. Which, he, I mean, he, that may be. He chases. He chases. Yeah, his and own that stats. and that may that's be good. Does. Like his help defense may be good when you're pairing him with Anthony Davis. You know, then the responsibility yeah. of the best big man isn't on well, Whiteside, and he can go, you know, hunt blocks and stuff. Yeah. That could be a great situation, but. <sighs> and that's the thing too with like that's the thing with Montrez Harrell. Like, it's so funny how many people were like, "Wow, that was actually surprisingly good defense by Harrell." And it's like, well, yeah, like the Lakers aren't asking him to go, bar, you know, go uh go guard uh Nikola right, Jokic. But Montrez Harrell is like, also like six eight. And they were playing him. <laughs> they yeah. were playing him at center yeah. against Nikolai Jokic, who's seven feet. Like, of course, his offense, his yeah. defense is going to be completely garbage. Um, one thing I want to mention before we get to uh, the the Timberwolves being the funniest <laughs> yeah. team in basketball. 
uh, are the Celtics have to be like the leading contender for the most disappointing team in the NBA, oh, right? Most definitely. I don't like, know what you do with Kemba Walker. I I don't I don't. You, that's you. That's he's he's done. Right? Like I don't see any any way that Kemba Walker is in it an effective basketball player. When again. I look at this team, um, the system, I feel like the system they're running isn't good enough. I don't know what Brad Stevens is doing, but that there, there's too yeah, much isolation in it, in their offense. And they need a true point guard. Like at the end of the day, if like again, Chris Paul went to the Celtics, I think this team would have like 10 more wins under its belt than it does. Maybe. Yeah. It, it's so it's super possible. Uh, obviously I think it's hilarious that they're as bad as they are. And I think it's well deserved because Danny Ainge might be the most overrated executive in any in hey, any bro. sport. But it's that like, Isaiah Thomas curse. Yeah, I mean it's got to be something, right? But I even even Bill Simmons is starting to like sour on Danny Ainge and uh, Brad Stevens. Hey, when so, you like, when you've had you the gotta... amount of listen, Danny Ainge had a hand like the most perfect hand for like five years. And if you five ten years almost here, what has he yeah. done with it? Yeah, and he always got fawning media pieces about how good of a GM he was. And remember when the Celtics had that massive war chest that they were going to use to acquire a big player? And they, they haven't just acquired never did. the biggest player they got was Kemba Walker, and it wasn't even yeah. through trade. I mean, they signed and traded, but they they, they didn't. They, they you yeah. know. They didn't. They didn't get anything for Gordon Hayward, and he's having like a revival season. Yeah, the in Charlotte. best thing that they got out they, of their they uh they fuck or they uh they sent Terry Rozier away for almost he's nothing. Balling right? out now. They, they they didn't even get anything for him. Yeah, and he's good. No, I I think it's funny. Uh, obviously, it's very funny. Um, have you ever noticed like whenever a player of note gets traded, like there's always an article somewhere that mentions that like Danny Ainge and the Celtics were yeah. in until the end, but they just didn't. <laughs> They didn't manage to do it. I think it's happened for like every every star player. Yeah, that the, gets the Celtics are ta- are at um, the table, but they just never can get it done. Yeah, like with the whole the whole Anthony Davis saga was so funny, man. And they have uh, all the picks. How do you have? How did you have all the picks and you got nobody to give well, you your players? Yeah, and well, it's also funny because like those picks just didn't turn out to be any good, which is like honestly the Celtics hoarding all those picks is like such a prime example. <laughs> of why you can't worry about draft picks. Like, I know it's not one-to-one in different leagues, but, like, if you don't... I don't know. Like, the Rams probably saw what happened with the Celtics' war chest and were like, picks aren't that valuable. Like, it, it I'd rather get a player that's actually good than have a lottery ticket because the Celtics were relying on the, the Grizzlies to be bad, and when they weren't, that pick's value just plummeted. So like holding on to it for so as long as the Celtics did doesn't mean anything. Mm. And they they shot themselves in the foot. It's just it's I mean, so not funny. to mention that draft picks it's are so, so uh they're so hit or miss. They're Yeah, especially in the NBA. Like the most valuable draft picks in the NBA are in the top ten. After that it's just and not even completely the card. top like your only your almost only guarantee is that, like your top your top three picks, you have a high shot at getting somebody who's pretty good, like a yeah. game changer in most drafts. But half yeah. the time, like nine out of like nine, like nine or ten of the fourteen that got drafted in the lottery, end up being nothing. Yep, 
it's, not even uh, a serviceable role player. No, it's very funny. I love it. I love that they're. I love their misery. So I don't know. Start start that start that Tatum to L.A. To- clock. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what they. I, I wonder what what they'll do. They got to do something. They need they need a traditional point guard, and they need to change what their their offensive system because right now it's just not working. It's just not working yep. at all. And I don't know if that means you trade Kemba. I don't know who wants Kemba at this point. Um, yeah. I don't know if you have to end up letting go of one of Tatum or Jalen Brown to be able to make a significant move for another player. But like we said, they haven't had great success trading anyway. Tatum has a player option in 25. So, uh, so we got a couple. uh, Let's just, let's just remember that. Just remember the, the guy that grew up idolizing Kobe Bryant has a player option in, uh, four years. When he'll be 27 Uh-oh. years old. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Can't wait to see those jerseys burned in Boston. <laughs> it's going to be called a traitor. Oh, man. God. Especially going to the L.A. Because let's be I honest, would... the only people who remember the <laughs> Lakers-Celtics rivalry are fucking Boston Celtics fans. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's Well, see, that's what's so funny to me, too. It's like the Clippers thing was so forced. And I think now that the, since the Lakers won last year, like no one even talks about that anymore. Like mm-hmm. no one cares. It's it's so obvious how forced that was. But yeah, the Lakers and the Celtics really do not like each other. Uh, so that is yeah, that would be madly funny if that happened. Yeah. I would I would be very happy if that happened. I'm pretty sure they were pissed. Rondo got a ring with L.A. Ooh, God. that had about to hurt a bit. Um. <laughs> so like. I was asleep when it happened. Um, but again, I think it was the funniest thing ever when I woke up to seeing that Ryan Saunders got fired. And I was like, I wonder who's going to coach the coach the Timberwolves. And then I scrolled up like two tweets and it was like they've hired uh, the Raptors assistant. Like five minutes after they they fired <laughs> Ryan Saunders. Oh, God. That is, Ryan Saunders got fired because Cat William, Cat Williams, because Cat <laughs> was out for like 15 games to start the season. Like, how did you get fired because your team is bad when your best player is out? What kind of what kind yeah, of logic does I mean, that make? Well, from everything I've heard from Wolves fans, Saunders was was in over his head, but. Uh, it's still just very funny to me that they immediately had, like they obviously wanted to fire him for much longer than that. If they just went out and hired somebody. I mean, at that point though, it it doesn't matter if, if Ryan Saunders was a dumpster fire, like let him finish the season at this point and, and actually have a, a hiring search. Like I guarantee you they're going to end up having another coach in the next three years. Yeah. I mean, I guess that, I guess the idea, I, I think Gerson Rosas like, or Gerson Rosas knew the new coach from where from when they were somewhere else together. But yeah, no, that was just that was so funny. And the coaches, the coaches association was pissed about it, as yeah, they should be. Because they didn't do their uh, they didn't go through the due process yeah. of uh, giving candidates a shot, especially minority candidates trying to figure out all right, how many how many uh, how many teams how many black coaches are there in the NBA? I think there's yeah, like there five has to or be something some, like that. If it's I a sm- really small percentage. 
in a league that is ninety like ninety percent dominated by African Americans. So like, explain yeah. to me how we don't have more Afri- African American coaches in a sport that's dominated by African Americans. That makes no yeah. sense. It's uh, yeah, it's not ideal, but it's also the same problem like in the NFL. Yeah. Um, it's majority uh, majority African American league with a not a lot of representation on coaching staffs. Which, like, I don't think we got to talk about it, but Urban Meyer hiring the fucking, or the, the coach, Urban Meyer hiring, <clears throat> Urban Meyer, Urban <laughs> Meyer hiring that strength coach the from uh, yeah. Iowa that got fired for being <laughs> racist and having to have that guy resign within, like, a day or two. Uh, that was that was an all time blunder and self inflicted wound mean, by that guy. Urban Meyer hasn't he had a couple in his past? Yeah, and in talking in talking with a couple people that may have actually played in the NFL mm. from time to time, um, he would not have lasted that long in that locker room because uh, if he had said something off color or even slightly off putting to anybody, they would have checked yeah, him pretty quick. That's... This is so, grown men, not ch- not was, kids. Yeah, yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't was, pop off like that and intimidate was, uh, a grown ass man like that. It, it didn't. It didn't surprise me when I heard the former player say that, but it was it was nice to get some confirmation from uh, some someone that's been in those yeah, locker rooms. No, that's yeah, that was very Urban Meyer. That's all I really got to say on that. That was yeah, that was and that was a uh, that was such a heat check. Like he was just like, how how can I get away with this? And um, you know, just didn't didn't stick for him. Yeah, uh, Jaguars. I love them. Been watching. I've been watching some uh, some Trevor Lawrence tape. He's gonna be fun. I'm a little upset he's in uh, the AFC South, but I know. And I was telling, I was telling uh, one of our friends. I was like, I kind of wish that like the Rams or the chargers had the number one overall pick this year. Cause I'd love to have Trevor Lawrence on my team for like the next 10 to yeah. 15 years. I mean, who, who lost the, Oh, the jets. I mean, he would have been fun over there. Yeah. They'll be fine think, with Darnold, but I think Jacksonville. Is, yeah. I think Jacksonville is a way better position to recover faster True. than the jets. Uh, are. The, the Jaguars have been a dumpster fire in the last you know, decade or so. Outside of that, outside of that one year really where they good. were like ten minutes away from going yeah. to the Super Bowl. <laughs> After that, yeah, they've been just... a dumpster fire for the last oh. decade. But we can't forget that they came in as an expansion team and was really good, and they were pretty a, a pretty decent team throughout. You know, those late nineties and early two thousands. So, yeah, yeah, they 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 have the ability to turn it around. Jets, on the other hand, no, I don't think that's that's gonna take no, some work. I, I I think the Jets, I think the Jets are gonna be better than people think, but I don't think they're gonna be very close to being no, a contender. Just because, like, they still have the Bills in their division, they have the Dolphins. I think the Patriots are going to be better next year, as painful as that mm-hmm. is to say. So it's just like, it's kind of just like, it's like, just you know, someone has to come in last, right? right? Like, unfortunately, we can't all, like, you know, not everybody in the division can yeah. go 10 and 7. 
we we don't all get first well, place that's trophies gonna be, just because we played. So that's going to be the hardest thing about next season is like remembering the added game to the win totals. When we do our we do our NFL preview show, like we're gonna have to remember that a team can't go twelve and four; they're gonna have to go thirteen and four. <laughs> oh wait, they added this. Yeah, there's the the seventeenth game oh, starts snap. next year. I know. Yeah, there's definitely going to be some blunders in that uh, NFL preview episode. I'm going to be like, yeah, the Titans are going to go 12-4. and four. What else has happened in the time that we've been away? I guess J.J. Watt got released. Do you have an um, opinion on that? I have no opinion until he lands somewhere. I mean, we already. I think yeah. we already said the Texans were trash during the whole Deshaun yeah, Watson saga. So, that's, And that's still going on. We still don't know what's going to happen there. I don't think he's getting dealt. No, you think, I really you think don't. that uh, I don't you think, think so. that times pass. I think, I think we like to think that like um, you know player empowerment is coming to the NFL, but like at the end of the day, these teams have so much more power over the players than like you see mm-hmm. in the NBA. Um, I really don't think he's going to get traded. I don't know what that means for him because he'd be. I think he'd be silly to retire or anything like that, but. Um, I just the the longer it takes, the less likely I think. I think it is it's that he easier for a quarterback to pull the strings, um, as far as player empowerment goes, because a quarterback can yeah. sit out for a season, and I don't think anyone is going to think that he's lost a step. You know, it's not like a running back or like a wide receiver. Like they sit out, and then all of a sudden, it's like, well, they they get this like yeah. stigma that they're they're going to be garbage coming back, and it's like. The quarterback position and as good as he is and how young he is, I feel like if he forced the Texans' hand by sitting out, I think that they could make a move. Yeah. And if he Yeah. Um and I don't know, like I, I think I was talking with my, my friend on my baseball show earlier and there was a there was an executive for the Mariners that like went to a meeting at a rotary club and just like basically revealed every secret that baseball owners have been like screwing over mm. the players with for the last like few years. And he just kind of like said it out loud. Um, so that's going to kind of change the way uh, the next baseball CBA gets negotiated. But thinking about like, thinking about it now, I think that there's got to be owners in the NFL that are calling up the Texans and being like, Hey, you can't budge on this. You can't budge. Like you have to, you have to you have to hold on to him. You have to hold him in town, because they don't want that precedent set where a quarterback can be like, "Hey, uh, I'm leaving if you don't, you know, shape up here." Yeah, and the NFL I, I is a little like, less. Uh, I guess the word would be like progressive yeah. than the NBA is. Like, uh, yeah, and at the end of the day, like the NFL owners all talk to each other. I'm sure, like there, there's a big, yeah, it's a well, big club. I mean, that's why Kaepernick so, couldn't like, even find you know, a backup job. Yeah, I'm sure Jerry Jones is like, "Hey, you can't, you can't uh, budge on this because I don't want, I don't want uh, Dak getting any good, getting getting any ideas once I franchise franchise yeah, tag him again." That's a you know? pretty solid point. I'm pretty sure they that as a whole, NFL owners don't want that move to happen, and that's yeah. why it won't happen. I I I won't be shocked if it does happen, but I I just don't think it's going to. The longer we get, they're going to try as hard as they can to get him to come to camp 
and get him to come back to the team. So it's going to be a... I don't know. I hope he gets dealt. I hope he does. I just... (laughs) I also don't want him to get traded to San Francisco or Denver. That pissed me off. don't... I need him traded because I don't want him in the AFC South anymore. Doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. (laughs) He could... That's... Yeah, the AFC South, that's... That's a rough division to be in, man. I mean, I'm glad Carson Wentz came. Yeah, it's a gamble. If he gets back to twenty, if he gets back to 2017, then that's oh, like, yeah. I think the Colts kind of own that division. Yeah, with Trevor Lawrence but coming up if in he the doesn't, wings and yeah, Trevor Lawrence yeah. and still uh, Trevor Lawrence coming there, and then still maybe Deshaun. Yeah. And then we just got Ryan Tannehill. Uh, you know, he's good, but yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not fun. It's not fun at I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that wraps everything up, though. I think that's it for yeah, today, yeah. right? Just remember, everyone. The most important news of the day: High C Orange is back at McDonald's starting this summer. Is that like? Is that like insider info? No. Or you just they, saw? Like uh, a... They actually announced it on their website. Oh. They said oh. fan favorite okay. High C Lava Burst is coming back. It's coming back. This summer. Just in time for that uh, dollar drinks, dollar any size drinks, too. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) I just, this Chris Mannix tweet just came across my timeline. This is what we'll close with. Uh, It is from May 5th, 2018. And it's, uh, it says, you are the GM of an expansion team. You have your choice of any NBA player or Brad Stevens. Who do you choose? Uh, 65% 65% let's 68% of people said the player because yes. they're smart and 34% of people said Brad they Stevens because they're basketball. also smart here because yeah. they're they're stupid um so yeah that's uh again just as we dump on the Celtics here a little <laughs> that is uh that's my that's my final thought on on Jeez. today's episode that's crazy well, all right, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening, whether on YouTube or on any of those podcast platforms. And, uh, you know, we'll try not to, to disappear on you too long. Uh, just got to see what life deals us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Look at my, oh, my. I'm watching Miles Garrett play guard oh, right now. Oh. Get him. Oh, he's got a stroke, bro. Dude. Miles Garrett is a. Miles Garrett is a beast. That's where that's where JJ should go is Cleveland. Mm. Oh, can you imagine those two across from each other? Yeah, that'd be a problem, and I'd be okay with it. And I, I just don't want him going to the, to Pittsburgh. Yeah. No, well, I guess they they can't really afford him. Yeah, so that's well, I mean, he could end up on the. I want I want JJ. Knows? I want <laughs> I want JJ in Cleveland, and I want Von Miller is in Von Los Miller Angeles. Moving? They mm. might cut him. I would hope that they would figure out a way not to since he's so important to that team. But yeah. So, I mean, that's what we'll, that's what I'll close with. Uh, if you guys could please send your energy to get Von Miller to the Los <laughs> Angeles Rams, um, that would be ideal. And, yeah, and pray, uh, yeah. prayers up for Tiger dog. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I guess, God, I'm so, I can't believe he, as, 
as morbid as this sounds, but I can't believe oh, he yeah. didn't die from seeing the way, from seeing the wreckage. Um, yeah, that's thank yeah, God he's thank alive. God. Nah, hopefully, you know he's got a crazy comeback story playing golf again. But we'll see what happens. Man, yeah, we can talk about that next time. I I have to say, just hang him up. Yeah. Well, there's a teaser for next episode, everyone. Adios. Tune in. Tune in. Bearded King first. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Uh. Best of the best, not too many top-notch podcasts left. We don't even need much time to prep. Never ever know what we're going through next, but real recognize real, you see. So please tell me that you're feeling me, because I can smell jealousy from a mile away. And there's no space for that on the show today. Uh, might hurt a couple feelings, but so what? It'll be a good story to tell when we blow up. Try to shut us down, you gon' have no luck. Cause we locked in, then we trying to get the whole cut. So just vibe, look alive, pay homage, we arrive. We ain't going nowhere, so fall back. Legendary anthem, like left eye and all that. Popular opinion. I'll swagger on a million Immaculate civilians Adapting like chameleons Be cautious and I'm a dominion Banks all around us, I'm Vivian Taking off like balloons filled with helium Got cheese and bread, Sicilian Unpopular opinion Unpopular opinion Unpopular opinion Unpopular opinion Unpopular opinion